Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. And welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing how to lead like Jesus. I mean, if you want a model to lead by, pick the best one. There's no sense in copying other leaders of today unless they copied Jesus, because he's the best leader ever, and we're going to talk about why here in a minute. But first of all, I want to kick this off by saying uh, that personally, I've been a Christian for 34 years or so. I accepted Jesus in my heart um, at the age of around 26 years old, um, one year before I started uh, McAfee Heating and Air Conditioning. So I really got a um, biblically-based um, foundation of my business because I really got into studying um, how to run a business according to the Bible, um, how to manage your finances according to the Bible. So I was very fortunate to start off this way because I don't know, I, you know, it's not that I would have started off bad or maybe I probably would have started off with some bad habits because the way I used to think is totally different than how I thought after I became a Christian. So um, did I make mistakes? Absolutely. I've made, I've made too many to mention. Uh, I've shared some of those uh, along the way on this podcast, but I mentioned, uh, or I've, I've made many mistakes. Um, however, uh, the relationship that I have with, with God today, His Word uh, that I read has saved me from so much heartache and pain um, and tears and everything else. Um that I want to share with you how to lead like Jesus, because if I can if I can share how to lead like Jesus, it's going to do the same for you. Um, if you implement some of Jesus's strategies, and Jesus's strategies didn't necessarily come from as much of the head as it does the heart. Um, I, it's not doing these things to make more money. It's not doing these things to grow your business. It's not doing these thing, things to learn how to manipulate people. It's doing these things, and the byproduct is business growth, sleeping better at night, managing your money better, managing people better, all those types of things. So, Let's dive in. How can we lead like Jesus? Well, first of all, the Bible says, and I'm going to refer to the Bible many times. Um, I have, I brought with me, I have many Bibles. I kind of collect, uh, per se, uh, cool Bibles, uh, leather Bibles, cowhide leather Bibles, all those types of things. But this is one of my favorite Bibles right here. It's a hardback book. Uh, basically, and it's called the Leadership Bible, Leadership Principles from God's Words, and it's the, God's Word, rather, and it's the NIV version. And I've had this Bible um, since 1998, okay? And uh, I, I try to read it every day. Uh, it's all marked up. 
It's got good stuff in it. I'm going to read out of it today here in a little bit. Um, but it's uh, John Maxwell came out with a leadership Bible after this one. This was the original leadership Bible. And uh, I do have John Maxwell's leadership Bible. Actually, it's up here on a shelf. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's a great Bible. Uh, but I really love this one. It goes into uh, it goes really deep into some leadership uh, development and stuff like that, and that's why I try to read it every day. All right, so that's a little bit about me and what we're going to do here. Uh, but the first thing we must have that Jesus had is Jesus prayed. Okay, so it's prayer because in the book of Luke. Um, it says, one of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Before Jesus made his team-building decision, he invested significant time in prayer. So he had, he had to choose 12 disciples. And there, was, there were multiple people to choose from, but he had to choose 12. So Jesus went, and it actually says that he went to a mountainside and prayed and spent the entire night praying. Now, I'm I'm just not that good. I'm 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 going to tell you. And if you're if you're a non-Christian and and you're even thinking about being a Christian, you're probably wondering how could I possibly pray all night? Um well, I don't know, but I'm not Jesus. But um prayer is very important in my life, uh but it, it would be a challenge for me to definitely pray all night. Uh, however, this is what Jesus did. So let's get let's not get stuck on the all night thing. Um, even though this is what the Bible says, this is what Jesus did. Let's get stuck on before he made his team building decisions. He invested significant time in prayer. So how often do we pray for people we need to hire? And. There's an, this, this is an important lesson for leaders. The weight of the decision that we have determines the amount of investment made in prayer. So the bigger the decision, the heavier the decision, the more prayer should be involved. Should I pray for everyone I hire? Well, maybe. I mean, overall, I mean, I say a prayer, God help us to find the right people. God Please lead people to McAfee um, that you want, the people you want here, not just anyone, but the people, the right people, please lead them to McAfee. That's an overall prayer. However, when it comes to key management positions and, and leadership positions, that's, a, that's, a not, that's not a wide prayer. That's a focused prayer um, on we need this kind of leader, God. Um, and then when we start interviewing them, please show me, please show me through the interview process which one would be right for us. Um, and there have been many things that have happened and during that process, when, when, during the interview process, where something just stood out to me that the that person was going to be good and that person was what the person that God wanted here. So um, we see, you know, we see all these, um, uh, you know, I'm all, I'm all about pot, listening to podcasts and reading books and listening to books on audio. And 
following people, you know, on Facebook and and uh, social media and all that types of things. And I and I always see all this mastermind stuff. Nothing against. I have some friends who do the mastermind stuff, uh, but I got I got news for you, folks. There is no mastermind walking on this earth. Now there's some smart people. And there's some really good business experienced people who can help others grow their business, but there is no mastermind. There is no mastermind class or mastermind session. Jesus is the only mastermind. Jesus was the mastermind in leadership, teaching, counseling, and healing, and, and probably a lot, of, a lot more stuff I'm not even mentioning, comforting the master comforter, you know, the master teacher, the master leader, the master counselor. He is the master. We're, we're just, all we can do is, is honestly learn from him and then try to teach others the best way we can. But we're definitely not a mastermind at anything. Jesus prayed. The Bible says Jesus prayed. He prayed often. But Jesus prayed. He chose 12 men, and his choice was guided by prayer. He developed them into the first church leaders, and we know today there are billions of followers, a couple billion followers just today. But there have been um, billions of followers uh, over the past 2,000 years since Jesus um, was born and um, had his ministry on earth. We all know the importance of getting the right people on the team, right? I mean, absolutely. Everybody talks about that. How do I find the, How do I find people, number one? How do I find the right person for this position? Uh, Jesus took an average band of men um, and he and they would follow him, for the next three years um, until he went to the cross and died for us. Um, though average on the surface they were, uh, they were the right people for the job, as, as we can see. So uh, let's learn one thing, and that's prayer. Um, if you believe in prayer, if you believe in uh, Jesus, um, you need to pray. You need to pray more. And you need to ask God to help you um, with your hiring. Because if you want to lead like Jesus, first you've got to be able to hire like Jesus, uh, or you're not going to have anyone to lead. I think John Maxwell said, he who thinks he leads um, but has no followers is only taking a walk. <laughs> okay? Um, so something like that. So, uh, But you got to have got to have people to follow you in order to uh, be a good leader, like Jesus. All right, number two, uh, many want others to sacrifice their time for them. However, Jesus was quite the opposite. Um, he paid the ultimate sacrifice and died on the cross for all of us. He gave his life for us. That's the, the ultimate sacrifice. So number two is you've got to sacrifice yourself. It, it, it's not about me. And it's not about, we're going to talk more about this, but it's just not about manipulating or 
or trying to get other people to do more for you so you can make more money. That's that's not, uh, that has nothing to do with leading like Jesus. I can tell you that. That may temporarily work for people to make more money, but it's not, um, it's not a permanent success plan. Okay. Um, so as a leader, I believe it's my duty uh, to look out for the needs of others more than my own. That's just how I feel. That's how I have uh, thought and felt from day one of the beginning the conception of McAfee Heating and Air, that was part of my plan to serve people, serve my customers, serve my team when I started building one, and um, serve my community. I had I, I sponsored two Little League teams the first year in business. That was my first initial community support plan, and... Um, and then, uh, you know, support my vendors, the ones that uh, um, gave me. I remember the my first. Uh, uh, it was the it was the Haybaker company, and Jeff Gilly uh, was my sales rep. Um, and Jeff sold me my first furnace um, to um, a, a customer named Mister Hess, who passed away now, but he owned uh, Hess Hardware, and I know exactly where it still is. It's now Ace Hardware. But I think back on that, I can tell you, I can tell you exactly what the house looked like, the basement looked like, the furnace looked like, everything. Jeff sold me that first furnace. So I've, I made a, I made it a part of my plan to take care of my vendors by paying them on time, um, treating them well, um, and all those types of good things, making it easy to do business with McAfee. So even though Christianity is all about Jesus, Jesus was not all about Jesus, okay? Uh, he taught that the first will be last and the last will be first. You can read that in Matthew 20. He declared that the humble will be exalted and the exalted will be humbled, Luke 14. And leading like Jesus starts with this. It starts with humility and self-sacrifice. And you say, well, what does that mean, Greg? Well, here's just a couple ideas I came up with. Number one, it's the income, your income level. I want to hit that first. You know, I, you know, I believe John Wesley said you should make as much as you can, save as much as you can, and give away as much as you can. And that's my philosophy. So there's nothing wrong with making a lot of money. Okay, I mean, if you're not if you're not in business and you're not motivated by making money, um, you're probably going to struggle. Um, but if, if it's all about making money, then you're you're out of sync and you need to rethink. So, um, but your income level, uh, if your income level is substantially higher percentage-wise than everyone else's, um, or you're focused more on um, making more every single year, I personally, I just think that you, I'll challenge you on that. Your team needs to make a very fair, competitive amount of money, and they need to have the opportunity to make more. Um, you know, you you can do that by spiffs, perks, commission, whatever you want to do. Um, but you but they need to have the opportunity to make more. So those who want to can. Not everybody will want to. Some will just be satisfied with the hourly rate. Come in every day and go home every night and do the same thing, and, and they'll be perfectly satisfied. And and uh, 
you know, God bless them, we need them. Other people will just continue to want more. And if you don't provide it, they're going to go find a company who will. But your income level, and I thought about sacrifice, last to be paid. You know, when you're in, when you've been in business for a while and you're making it and you're solid and you're successful, you don't have to think about that. But I know what it's like to be the first four or five years in business for us. It wasn't easy at all. And we would sit down on the weekend and write checks. And sometimes there wasn't any money left over to pay ourselves. But we paid our people first, we paid our supplier first, and then we paid ourselves. That's That was a sacrifice because we didn't have much money. All right. And then you've got to treat everyone on your team the same. From, from a delivery driver to the janitor all the way up to your VP. Everybody's the same. Everybody's human. Nobody walks on water. Everybody's the same. They get the fair, they get fair treatment. And they get opportunity. Now, I'm not saying everybody makes the same. That would be stupid. So, um, but everybody's treated the same. All your customers are treated the same. I don't care if they have a $50,000 house or a $50 million house. They're all treated the same. They all put on their pants the same way. Um, and and uh, they all need, in my business, they all need heating and air conditioning, and we're going to take care of them. And your suppliers, they all, treat, all get treated the same. Whether they supply you with a million dollars worth of goods a year or $50,000 worth of goods a year. They all get treated the same. Uh, finding work for people when there's no work. Um, that is a sacrifice because what you're doing is you're paying people. You know, we at McAfee, we guarantee somewhere around 30 hours a week. If you're listening to this and you're in California and Florida and you're running a business, you will not understand that concept because you're probably extremely busy 50 weeks out of 52 weeks. Um, that's not the case in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, in Dayton, Ohio, we're, we're extremely busy six months out of the year, pretty busy nine months out of the year, and pretty slow three months. So during those three months, we got to figure out, we want to keep people, we don't lay off, so we've got to find them work, whether it's cleaning trucks, warehouse, organizing, Whatever it is, we're going to find work if they want it, by the way. We don't make them take extra work to get extra hours. If they want it, we provide it. I was shocked. I was shocked. In the last couple of years, we've had people turn down that money, turn down that time to come in. Uh, that, that was never the case 20, 30 years ago. Never, never the case. Um, but anyway, times have changed. Um Providing work with no layoffs, like I said, that's a sacrifice. Uh, if you can avoid this, uh, but at times, as business owners and as leaders, we have to sacrifice our own family time and money for others. That's what we do as leaders. Now, I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying that's what you have to do by any means. And if you've figured out how not to do it, then kudos to you. But at times, every leader I know has had to do that. And that's a sacrifice. Um, and then also uh, giving your time and money by investing in training, um, you know, quality trucks, quality equipment, safety, all those types of things. That's a sacrifice. 
Um, and then lastly in this list, um, leading like Jesus starts with giving. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, if, if you're a Christian, uh, you should be giving a uh, Christian. And uh, that's just how I believe. If Jesus is in your heart, you'll just want to give and help others. And we have a contribution, tithing, ledger in our financial report. And that is, um, it's all about, it's all about giving. And I, we have our own foundation for children and youth. And we have 100% participation in our company to give to that. But on top of that, there's many more things and uh, Christian things that we donate to um, and a lot of children's stuff to help kids. Um, that's part of our contributions and part of our charity, part of our giving. Uh, so giving and tithing is definitely one if you want to be like Jesus um, and, and lead like him. Okay? So we had prayer and we had sacrifice yourself. Um, and now... Um, Leaders are often lured by power and privilege of leadership. They want to lead so that people will serve them. However, if you want to lead like Jesus, you're going to have to serve other people. Um, that's what leading like Jesus means, serving other people. And uh, it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, it's rewarding in many ways. But uh, it says in the book of John 13, 14, that Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He came to serve and not be served. If you are self-serving, you are not leading like Jesus. If you want to lead like Jesus, you need to start putting others ahead of yourself. Everything you do in your life and work should be centered on serving people. And that could be called uh, servant leadership. There's a lot of different ways to uh, be a servant leader. Um, that's definitely serving people is definitely servant leadership. Um, so everything in your life and work should be centered on serving people. Um, here's a couple examples. I say a couple, but there's probably seven. Show more empathy. Um, you are no better than anyone else in your company or your customers or your community or your vendors. So show more empathy. Um, I am no better than any of them. And um, even though I, I think differently and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a hundred mile an hour and I make things happen and I don't call off sick and I do whatever it takes, breathe, show empathy for how other people think and act and do. Um, you know, sometimes a customer may need financial help um, and it may get back to you. And if you're, if you find out about that, you need to research it a little bit, of course, but um, you must have general awareness of what's going on with your customers, with your team. Serving people are paying people fairly and providing the benefits they need. I mean, you would not lead like Jesus and hold back from paying people what they deserve. Um, also, a team member may need financial guidance or just plain help at times. 
Um, there, there's pros and cons to do you loan an employee money and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to go there. All I can say is a team member may need financial guidance um, or just plain help sometimes. And if you're going to lead like Jesus, you need to be aware of that. Your community may be missing out on something that you can provide or support. Again, community awareness. Be alert. Be, be, be up to that. Um, be members of certain clubs and certain groups that keep you in the loop on that. Um, learning to listen to others. Boy, I mean, you know, you talk about showing empathy. Learning to listen to others will help you serve people better. Uh, because sometimes we're only focused on what we want to do and what we say, and we're not listening good enough. Um, and we certainly cannot be aware if we're not listening. And then commitment to the growth of others. You know, if you're in, if you want to lead like Jesus, he was committed to the growth of his 12, which turned into billions, okay? Billions of followers today because he invested time, three years worth of time, um, into these 12 disciples, and one ended up being a failure, Judas, but he invested time in these guys, and um, he was committed to their growth uh, for the kingdom of God, okay? All right, business is certainly filled with competition, threats, challenges, competing personal agendas. People will hate you. Employees will attack you for no reason, even though you've taken care of them for a long time. Those things happen all the time. And in, in my earlier years, I took it a lot more personal uh, in today's years as experience and a lot of prayer and a lot of stuff. Um, it, it's not as bad anymore. It's I still shake my head. I still don't understand people. Um, but, you know, you have to realize it's you're in business. It's filled with this kind of stuff, competition, threats, challenges, competing personal agendas. It's also packed with this. It's packed with leaders who care, empathize with others, and serve others wholeheartedly. So there's the good and the bad, but you got to be in the good. You got to be on the good side. It doesn't mean you're always going to respond well. It doesn't mean you're always going to do the perfect thing by any means. Uh, but if you're in the word, you're following him, uh, it'll definitely help. Definitely help. Okay. Number four, if you're going to lead like Jesus, you got to develop others. Uh, many want to, many of us want to find great people. Like I said, we're always trying to find people. Where do we find people at? Um, and if, then the next thing is how to make them stick. Uh, but then a lot of times we don't train them properly and they don't stick. Um, so we think that their previous experience is enough. So we we put them in this position and then we say go. And, and that's not that's nece not necessarily how, how to be successful. Uh, Jesus recruited raw people, raw leaders, and he invested time in their development. The disciples often made mistakes, but Jesus didn't fire them when they messed up, he used their mistakes as opportunities to teach. You can read about that in Luke 9. 
Although one of them didn't pan out, like I said, Judas, uh, Jesus's 11 leaders challenged the world. The billions of Christians in the world today could trace their faith back to the work of Jesus with his disciples. That's where it all started. The lesson is clear. Jesus didn't recruit and then expect them to go out on their own. Instead, he instructed them on what to do, what not to do, and what their focus should be on. Jesus addressed these practices of his ministry um, and, uh, and the priorities of his ministry. And uh, in Luke 10, uh, Jesus said, Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. These were, these were strict instructions that Jesus gave. This is the verse in Luke 10. This is out of my leadership Bible here. So, you know, we talked about the 12. Now, um, in Luke 10, we're up to 72 already. And after this, the Lord's the Lord appointed, Jesus appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I'm sending you like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse. Here's strict instructions to the 72. Jesus always wanted them to know their expectations. Uh, we fail at that a lot of times. So here was instructions. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the work worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick and who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that sticks to our feet, we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is near. I will tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of Sodom than for that town. Okay? So what he said, what he was saying here was he sent his disciples out. He did, he did more than just give them a message. So he didn't just hire 12 uh, or he didn't just hire 72 in this case and say, go. The go part was, here's how I want it done. If you want to be successful and lead like Jesus, you've got to explain and teach the go part. Then you've got to explain and teach the how part. And then we're going to tell you what else you got to do here in a minute. But similar, if you're going to develop leaders, you need a clear development process. I think we lack that. We get in a hurry. We're busy. We have a hot, we hire someone and it's, and it's really, really hot. And the faster we get them in a truck, the better. But we didn't go through the development process properly. And a lot of times it backfires on us. So what does the process look like? What does your process look like? There's a lot of different processes out there. I just want you to think, what does your process look like? The final one for today is refinement. Boy, I love this word. Another leadership strategy that Jesus used was refinement. We use the term, 
we used a term like this. I hired someone and they were a little bit rough around the edges, but I knew I could fine tune them and get them where they needed to be. Okay. That's part of the refinement process Jesus used. We might also say they need a little polishing, and I think we can do that. And if we can get them polished in these few areas, I think they're going to be successful. They're going to be really good at what they do. Okay? So that's the refinement process that Jesus used. Um, we also we make small changes in someone. Um, we hone in their skills that they didn't even know they had. So it, it, it's not... It's not just for our sake. We're doing it as a servant leader. We're doing it for their sake. It's what Jesus did. He, he, he fine-tuned them. He refined those disciples. They were rough. They were, some of them were fishermen and tax collectors, and they, they were rough, and they had to be refined. Three years he spent with them before he said go. There was a lot of how and why in the first three years. Okay. In Luke 10, Jesus's team was growing. That's what I just read. Uh, They were growing and he was giving instruction and he was refining. As we lead and develop others, we need to take a similar approach. We, We meet and we brief and give specific expectations. Okay. Not just instructions, expectations. I want my people to know exactly what I expect because either the previous company or the previous group they were with before they were here is may not be my expectation at all. Uh, the better examples of people that come here with technical training or technical experience with another company, some of what they did there is not what we're going to do here. And nothing against them doing it, it's the only thing they were taught, and they thought it was right. But at McAfee, it's not right. We're not going to do it, okay? It all, it all always really bothers me because I say we've hired a lot of people over 33 years, and, and unfortunately, some people have left. They just weren't a good fit. Um, we weren't a good fit for them for some reason. And sometimes it's as simple as we don't allow people smoking in our truck. We, we stopped that years ago. We, we had people quit because of that. I mean, if you want to quit because of that, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but anyway, what we, it always bothers me when, when someone who left, they left. I always say, you know, we trained them to do it right. We raised the bar in the industry. And then I hear rumors later on that, They've slipped right back into their old ways and the way of the company they're working for, and they know the right way. It's, it's kind of like knowing the right way and backsliding. Knowing the right way, being raised in church, being raised with God in your home, and then you get to a certain age, and then you just do your own thing, and you backslide, and you go live the way you want. Um that's much worse than what I'm talking about here, but it is very disappointing when you train someone the right way and then they go out and do it, do their old way or their own thing, and it's just not right for the customer. It's not right for the industry. It's not right for themselves. They hurt themselves. Uh, they get a bad reputation. Um, so 
As we lead and develop others, we need to take a similar approach. We meet and brief and give specific expectations. Then we meet after and debrief. This is very important, folks. We debrief. Jesus debriefed often. Tell, tell me how your day went, okay? And what would you, uh, then we listen. Remember the listening skill. And then offer additional instructions, or it, it may just be asking, what would you do differently, or how could that have been handled differently today? And then we let them answer the question. Because a lot of times they realize they made a mistake, and they've thought about it, and they said, if I had to do over again, probably here's what I would have done. So then we determine, do they need further training or more resources of, or something um, or more coaching? You know, are they confident in what they do? Because I want everyone to be confident in what they do. When they go out to a job or when they go out for a sales call or when they're leading other people, I want them to be extremely confident. McAfee is known for being very confident in what we do. And it starts with me and trickles down. But it actually starts with Jesus and trickles down, okay? Like I said, that's my foundation. That's my rock that I learned from. Um, not perfect. Don't walk on water, but I've learned a lot over the years. So if we forget to debrief people, people can feel forgotten and forsaken, and they go somewhere else where people are going to respect them more. Because when you forget to debrief people, you're disrespecting them. You're not following through with the training properly. And if you don't know Jesus, by the way, and you want to, please remain tuned in after we wrap up here and um, and we'll talk. We're going to talk about it. Okay. And it's not that this is over. It's just that I sent um, I sent something uh, to myself to remind me we have, we're having a giveaway and uh, we have to pick a winner here. Uh, but anyway, more importantly, uh, stay tuned after this is over if you want to learn uh, more about knowing Jesus. Okay, so we went through, today we went through the uh, the refinement process, um, fine-tuning people, developing others, serving people, sacrificing yourself, and prayer, and there's a hundred more to be like Jesus. So these were just the five I picked in an order that kind of goes in a flow together. Uh, but know that if you're a Christian, you're not going with the flow. You're typically or basically going upstream sometimes against the flow of the world, against the flow of what other people do in business and all those types of things. So um, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap up here. And then, uh, again, if you're interested in knowing how to uh, um, invite Jesus in your heart um, or draw closer to him, stay tuned afterwards. So if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, don't forget to like and subscribe below. Uh, you can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. Because we constantly challenge you in different ways today. Um, I've often said this is the clean version of the podcast in the trades. 
and we're not afraid to talk about God, Jesus, or anything else um, that comes to my heart and mind. And uh, today we talked about how to lead like Jesus. Um, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week. I've got something coming up here soon. Um, I, it might be next week. Um, me and Travis, my son, are going to tag team um, on, on a couple things and do a podcast. So I look forward to that. Um, but thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day. Okay, like I mentioned, uh, this was all about Jesus today and how he leads, and I hope I, uh, I, I hope I did it justice. Um, I hope he would. I hope Jesus would appreciate it and uh, the words that I said today to help other people be more like him. So, it's a simple prayer that I'm about to read here, and um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be doing my Christianity justice if I didn't give those an opportunity to accept Christ in their life um, if I didn't talk about this. And um, so it's a simple prayer of asking Jesus in your heart and in your life, and you may not understand that, and that's okay, but if you want to have Jesus come into your life and have a different kind of life, a changed life, um, a life worth living, um, joy, peace, love, um uh, Lots more of those things. Um, then here's the prayer that I would like you to repeat after me. And it goes like this. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and life. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior and I ask that you come in and live in my heart. And I now want to trust and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you just repeated that prayer, uh, I want to say, first of all, congratulations and praise the Lord uh, because Jesus uh, came into your heart just now. And... Um, Many angels in heaven are celebrating, and they celebrate. The Bible says angels celebrate when one sinner comes home, and we were all sinners. We were all born in sin, and uh, we have to accept him into our heart to um, know him as our Savior and accept him as our Savior. And uh, my advice to you is uh, find a church, a Bible-believing church that you can attend, and meet with the pastor and let them know you're a new Christian and you need some guidance. And uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, I'll, I'll try to help you the best I can. Uh, feel free to contact me at greg, G-R-E-G, at mcair.com. That's M-C-A-I-R.com. And I'll help you the best I can. I can lead you in the direction of what kind of Bible to buy for a new Christian and what book of the Bible to start reading first. And I can suggest... Um, some churches in your area to try and see uh, where you fit in 
And um, so I can do things like that to help you. And I definitely pray for you. And my prayer team can definitely pray for you and help you along the way. So I hope this helps. Let me end with prayer. God, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for all that was said. Thank you for helping me to write it and uh, put it together. And I'm thankful that I was able to um, say the sinner's prayer of repentance and uh, acceptance of you. And I just pray, God, that you would touch anyone who has said this prayer, help them, lead them um, from here on out. And uh, we just give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. Have a great day.